Hi, everyone. This is John Philippi with Gaming and Leisure Voice. I'm here today uh, on the leadership series with John Ferrelli, who is our, uh, who not ours, but is the Ocean Resort CIO and Senior Vice President of IT in Atlantic City. Uh, before we get into that, I'm going to read a little note from our sponsor, which is Core AI. Uh, Core AI is recognized as global leader in enterprise conversational AI platforms and solutions, helping enterprises automate businesses, voice, and digital interactions that deliver extraordinary experiences for their customers, contact center agents, and employees worldwide. More than 2,000 companies trust Core AI's experience or optimization or XO platform and industry's solutions to automate their interactions and achieve extraordinary outcomes for over 200 million users worldwide. Visit Core AI when you get a chance. Uh, definitely take a look at that, uh, that new software and that technology. That's Well, I can't say new. It's been around a while. Um, well, with all that being said, uh, John, thank you for joining us here on Gaming and Leisure Voice. We've been looking forward to having you on the platform, especially uh, talking about leadership, because I know I've been an admirer of yours for uh, many years uh, since I met you in Atlantic City. So uh, why don't you first off tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, John, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Thanks for inviting me and thanks for those kind words. Um, I've been in the business for about 30 years, a little bit longer than 30 years. Um, started out in Connecticut at Foxwoods and have a moved down here to open up Borgata where I met you, I think in 2012. Um, yeah. Did a MGM tour of duty and back into Atlantic City in your old romping grounds, now called Ocean. I think my office here is about two doors down from where, where you lived in 2012 uh, <laughs> when I met you the first time. So, uh, yeah, it would be great to have you back in town when you're uh, down the Jersey Shore. Well, I love Jersey. I got to admit, I, I do miss that. Such a nice, small, close-knit community. Um, and also an extremely hard market uh, to be in sometimes. I know it's been a great few years, but it's a it's a it's a different extremely, market extremely competitive a lot of smart people a lot of good properties and companies in here so you got to be on your game that is for sure that's that is the truth uh so just since this is the leadership i always like to start out with a very basic question what do you believe makes a great leader so i'm going to fall back on something that one of the bosses who, who I valued a lot, Rick Garvin uh, from Foxwoods, who was a great mentor and a CIO up there. He used to say all the time, he used to say, he used to quote Napoleon and say, um, the essence of leadership is to provide hope. Um, and for me, I, I extend hope to really mean opportunity. Um, so for me, I think that especially with the groups that I've led over the years. What makes a good leader is that you are providing your groups that you work for with an opportunity, you know, an opportunity to grow professionally and an opportunity um, to do well competitively, an opportunity to learn new things. Um, I mean, when you go back to the Napoleon metaphor, that's, you know, with all of his um, issues, let's say, um, he, 
he always came back stronger than ever. And he always had followers because um, people sensed opportunity and vision from him. So, yeah, I, I, I think I would net it out by saying opportunity and vision, bring that to the table and uh, in almost any industry, it equates to strong leadership. Awesome. I mean, that's a great answer, a great message, too. I mean, hope is definitely something we live on. And the fact that you quoted Napoleon uh, makes me happy uh, because because <laughs> I admire Napoleon because, well, he was short and <laughs> quite a leader. And I, I aspire to be just that. So, uh, you know, I don't want to get confined to Alba or anything, but I'll <laughs> do my best. Uh so, uh, you know, I don't know if I should even ask the next question, but I'm going to go there because uh, who inspires you as a leader? Um, I, I'm assuming it's more than just Napoleon, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could literally go to every single person that I work for, um, you know, going back to Rick, um, of course, Bob Bogner, David Farland, uh, Tom Balance, now Bill Callahan. Um, if I, if I reach back, um, to history, um, I'm, I'm a big Walter Isaacson, Isaacson fan, the author, um, biographer, um, pretty much every biography he's written on read, um, and, you know, Steve Jobs, Ben Franklin, Da Vinci, you know, those type of people. Um, I love that entrepreneurial piece to it. But then beyond the entrepreneurialism and creativity, they're bringing to the table, uh, you know, success and followers um, through through leadership. If I go way back in antiquity, I would say Marcus Aurelius. I'm a Stoic <laughs> fan. Um, but yeah, to keep it recent, um, yeah, Steve Jobs, um, you know that they're the type of people reading about them and, and the mistakes they've made and the good things they've done um, inspire me. That's, that's awesome. And, you know, it's, it's great that you bring up things like uh, leaders like that, because one thing I, I know that um, a lot of people may or may not equate to that. It's a lot of artists and uh, great leaders are usually really good artists. I find they can see around corners and create, you know, create pictures with their minds. You know? I agree. To totally agree. That's Da Vinci. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's uh, get a little more personal. Mm -hmm. uh, did you, did you actually decide to become a leader or were you kind of, was it thrust upon you? Cause I know in some situations, like, in you know sometimes they we just end up okay i'm a leader now and i got to figure it out and then other times it's like i've tried really hard to get this position what's yours yeah you know i would i would say on that um like I, I view leadership as an outcome um not necessarily you know something you could say well i'm you know i'm going to be a leader mm -hmm. um like i'm going to be an engineer or a programmer um I think, I think the way you find out you're a leader when people are following you, right? So it's the outcome of that. 
so for me definitely circumstance um you know never sat down and, and and wrote it out i'm sure there are some people that try that and certainly in a position a managerial position i think there's an expectation you are going to be a leader um but i think it has to be evolved i you know i definitely didn't walk in my first day as a supervisor or manager and have that skill set um so i it's an outcome over time and experience and something you can't take for granted you know for me um i i think i have to re-earn it i came to ocean i really didn't know as many people <laughs> as i have in my career and people know about you but you really have to prove it all over again you know you have to I think you've really, you you get the title, the job title, but I think you have to earn the the title of leader all over again, and then re-earn it all the time. And hopefully, um, I have that here, you know. But again, don't take it for granted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, the sum of that is I see leadership as an outcome, and if you see, hey, wait, are people following me? Okay, I'm the leader. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a great great answer because you know honestly there's been uh times when i'm a leader and times when i'm a boss and you know the you, it, it is the number of people who are actually following you i think right. it goes back to your first point you made about hope you know you got to provide that vision you got to provide that hope you got to provide that it, leaders always inspire absolutely um so what advice did you receive as and when you first stepped into the role you know the the best advice i i received from somebody who i know you know and a lot of people in the industry know was uh bob bogner who um when i got promoted to vice president he was the ceo who i reported to and um bob walked into my office he grabbed a uh you know, a black pen, and he wrote on my whiteboard, delegate, but follow up. And true story, that's literally what happened the, the very first day I got promoted. And um, I guess I had a little bit of a reputation of getting my hands dirty a little too much on day-to-day -day activities. And so I really tried to take that uh, advice to heart and, um, started to see that success for not only myself, but for the company was going to be derived from really surrounding myself by good people and clearing the way for them. And that was really my new duty, not the doer, but the overseer. Um, so I, I have to work at it all the time, you know, not, not don't meddle. Um, so I quote that often, uh, you know, Bob Bogner probably has 7,000 quotes that everybody <laughs> quotes daily. My, my favorite one was delegate, but follow up. That's absolutely amazing. Cause that's, that's the advice I try to uh, give to everybody, but I've gotten to that point. You get to that point in it where you have no choice, but to delegate after so many years and it, that's the scariest part of our uh positions um because you you know you know 
computers so well and you know everything so well but you haven't done it in a decade and, yeah. and you're like ah you know <laughs> it's like i've got to trust that you're going to do what i want you to do and that's that's a tough one agreed um so uh if you had to name a leadership style that you really try to emulate you know would it be like an autocratic bureaucratic coach i i could go through all of them you know visionary laissez-faire all that but what do you think is your your style you know i would i would almost say like any of them in any on on a tuesday that one of those ingredients may be higher than the others but if i had to pick the one that i would think people would say about me and i'm not sure they i'm not sure they would but if i if i wanted it um i i would go with visionary um not not visionary in the sense of well you know that that person's a visionary but visionary in the sense that i like to paint an image of a vision for the team um you know a grand set of goals to uh, be in a tapestry of a vision and have people pull towards that goal and that could be you know a series of projects um uh, you know hitting budget numbers you know whatever but i'm very goal driven and um but you know you put goals out there it it can become competitive um which you know is good and bad I, but i prefer to say you know vision so i i like that visionary where where are we going you know um what's the path forward so if i had to pick i'd say visionary but um i think out of all those uh traits there's probably a little dash of each on any given day of the week or month <laughs> that's that's great i think i answered relatively close to that when they asked me uh on it was uh something along that is like just depends on well depends on the team and what they need yeah so you're exactly uh right uh, in visionary i love that you're going to paint the you, you need to paint the picture because that goes back to what i always think is that artist feel uh yeah, i like that well there you know i mean it is a creative discipline it's technical but creative, right? Um, yeah. I always tell people who are enter entering the industry, you know, you have math skills and engineering skills, but you must have creative skills because it it really demands both. You're absolutely right. Matter of fact, I, I tell everybody we're more uh, artists than mathematicians. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, so, I mean, what do you see as your own personal secret sauce or uh you know the thing that makes you rise to the top you know i basically give away your secret so we can all copy it <laughs> <laughs> i i certainly can learn from people like you and others but I, I i would say for me um to to put it in a phrase i would say be present but out of the way um sort of this nifty bounce it kind of goes back to uh delegation um i i i want people to know i'm here I, I want people to see that to some degree i can be a pace setter I, I do feel like i bring some energy to the table um 
I want people to see me being enthusiastic. So I want, I want that presence, but I also want to be out of the way. Right. So I, I don't want to be looking over your shoulder. I don't want to be, um, I want to be following up, but I, I, I don't want to be, um, you know, uh, micromanaging your work. So I think over the years I've tried to work on that. And I think to some degree, if I had to boil everything down to one thing, it would be that be, be present, but out of the way. No, that's great advice. I think that that's a a perfect secret sauce. Uh, And I, I, I struggle with that all the time because I'm always afraid somebody's tripping over me. And that's not just because I'm short. (laughs) (laughs) so any advice that you might have for someone who's new to like leading a team so i think um if you're leading a team probably the biggest thing to champion is to find find obstacles that are blocking your team and be the person that removes those obstacles that could be financial you know budget it could be resources it could be a non-cooperative uh, co-department. Um, it could be a co-worker, right? So I, I, I see part of the job as conflict resolution and obstacle removal. You're like a trash man, you know, you got to get, you got to get the blockers out of the way. So I would say for a new leader, you know, listen to the team, find out what's impeding their work and work to remove those impediments. I think that's the primary thing. Um, And then a corollary to that, if I add just a second sort of derivative to that, um, and this this is very specific to IT, um, I would say to try to get a seat at the strategy table in an organization as a as a leader in IT, um, to to influence the organization and to bring your group along, um, you know, a lot of times, as you know, I mean, it always wasn't this way. Um, you know, IT in some organizations traditionally didn't have a seat at the strategy table. Um, so I feel like making that. Uh, a priority it is a big deal to lead your team properly. Uh, but yeah, um, the, the main thing is be a obstacle remover. Find the obstacles and get rid of them. <laughs> that's excellent. Yeah, that's, that's you're right. Getting uh, that seat is key in IT. It's the only way you, you you get ahead of things, and it helps you to remove the obstacles way ahead it, of time. It really does. It really does. Yeah. I, you know, I've been blessed in my career, really, to work for people who have viewed IT as a resource and have allowed us to have that seat at the table. Um, you got to prove it, right? But uh, I, I think those two type of organizations are going to be the most successful. Perfect. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We really, uh, I learned a, a whole lot, uh, and I hope our, our listeners did as well. So uh, I, we'd love to have you on again at some other time. Uh, and 
it's been great talking with you. Yeah, you too, John. Thanks so much for inviting me. Looking forward to seeing you shortly. And uh, yeah, have a great weekend. Thanks, John. And thank, thank you, everybody, for, uh, for watching this version of the Gaming and Leisure Voice. Uh, sponsored by Gaming Leisure, and hopefully uh, by the time this goes out, y'all have already gone to uh, the CIO Roundtable, or uh, now it's the GNL Roundtable, I'm sorry, uh, Jeannie, and uh, have seen G2E and have all sorts of new fun toys to play with. Talk to you later. <laughs>